The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Are you tired of sugarcoating how you feel about infertility? The Infertility in Me podcast offers raw and candid discussions about all things infertility and IVF. Join me, Monique, your host, as we get real about the emotional, physical, and mental effects of infertility and what it does to its victims. Hashtag infertility sucks. Please be advised, adult content and language. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infertility and Me. I am your host, Monique, and today I have infertility warrior Amanda joining me. Amanda, tell us about your diagnosis. And Steve, in January of 2018, um, we actually spent about a year um, testing, taking Clomid, um, kind of hoping to conceive naturally or with some sort of assistance. And yeah. it wasn't until February of 2019 we, we received a definitive diagnosis of infertility. Wow. Okay. So it hasn't been it hasn't been too 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 uh, too long, but long enough where you can feel the effects of the journey and what it's like. So yeah, absolutely. Wow. How long had you guys been married before you um you started? We actually started, we had our consultation the month before we um, got married. Oh, wow, we, okay. Yeah, we, I had had the same gynecologist since I was a teenager, and we went, had the full physicals, uh, were both given the green light that we were healthy, uh, and we, I stopped taking my birth control and started trying, and it did not go as planned. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine how that must have felt, um, you know, when things didn't go as planned. Um, so let's see. What was what would you say is the – well, first, how, what, what, how did you feel when you got your diagnosis? That's what I wanted to say. How did you feel when you first, first got your diagnosis? I think um, we, we received the definitive diagnosis from the um, HSG, the dye test. Okay. Where they tested my uterus and my tubes. And we had prepared ourselves, I think, for um, just assuming that maybe something was wrong. Mm-hmm. It could be fixed. And I think when the, the doctor told us that we had a 1% chance of conceiving uh, and that IVF and tubal, tubal removal was our only option, to me, it was devastating. I yeah. think I kind of crawled into a hole for probably about four months, um, didn't pursue any more information. It, it was hard to feel like I could conquer that. Wow, wow. So it, you kind of like then um, almost shut down um, from anything related to it, just so you could have time to process it. Would that be, that would be correct, right? Yeah. 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 And I can, I can definitely, um, relate to that because I, I did the same thing, 
when during our journey and finding out I had hypothyroid disease, I just kind of shut down for a little while. And then when I was ready, I hopped back on board and, you know, was ready to go. So after the four months was up and you let yourself process it and, um, you know, you came to terms with it emotionally, what was the, what was the single most thing that, that got you uh, motivated and ready to go? I think that the whole time from, from the day that I received my diagnosis was my husband. He, I am a pessimist. He is <laughs> a shining optimist at all times. Mm-hmm. And he, from the very beginning said, well, this, there are other options. Let's mm-hmm. find out what they are. And he just kept pushing, you know, why are we waiting? We need to schedule another doctor's appointment. Mm. And that was the the push. Yeah, the fire underneath the uh-huh. underneath of your bum to get you moving, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's great that he's he was so supportive and he was um and he was handling it uh with with such strength it sounds like and a lot of men do and they feel like they have to be the strongest one. And I think that is just so funny because a lot of other people they say that their husbands are like kind of like uh, off putish a little bit. They don't want to move forward right away. It takes them a little bit longer to process everything. I can uh, attest for my husband doing that. He was like, no, I think we should try a little bit longer on our own. You know, it took him a little while. And then when I finally explained to him, look, it might be me, you know, don't be scared. It might be me. It may not even be you. And, and it was, you know, so that's really awesome. And I, um, yeah, that that's awesome. And how did, um, would you say that it imp- impacted you guys' relationship as a married couple uh, in a positive or negative way? And, and, and how? We, um, this year especially, kind of made the ultimate leap. We sold our dream house. We wow. quit our jobs and moved um, back to his hometown so that we could afford and and be able to focus on on this. And mm-hmm. I think we have had a lot of hard, hard times and it's only made us love each other more. I, you kind of have to buckle down and adapt and grow. And it's hard to say we are going to move forward at whatever cost. And, and that's what we've done. And it wasn't easy, but when you have that bond and that support with someone, it makes even the most difficult moments easy because this is just what you're supposed to be doing. Wow. Wow. You guys have really been on a, uh, um, you know, a, a journey. I can, wow. I had to sell your dream house and everything. And a lot of people, you know, I've done it. We did it, you know, to, to, to afford it because we live in, we live in Maryland. And at the time we had it done, they were talking about, um, giving coverage and they had some coverages, but they didn't have much. And then we didn't have insurance for ourselves because we are self-employed. So we didn't have any, um, we had to go out of pocket as well, like you guys to pay for treatment. And, you know, we sacrifice, you know, and, um, (laughs) and, and, and sacrifice is the name of the game. And I think that you sacrifice a lot of things during the infertility journey, especially relationships outside of your marriage too, because you feel like um, a little isolated and alone. So can you tell me a little bit about how it has affected your friendships with your um, girlfriends and stuff? I think that it's, um, I am the only person that I know that is struggling with infertility. Uh, It's hard to relate to people who 
I, I think you develop inevitably, even when you say you're not going to, you develop this bitterness to anyone that's getting pregnant. And of course, all of my bestest friends have become pregnant or uh, are trying and it's, it's hard, but I think overcoming my own, what I felt like shame, Mm -hmm. I guess, Mm -hmm. overcoming that allowed me to reconnect with my friends, realizing that it's okay to be angry. It's okay to, um, to speak out and say, you know, I, I really don't want to talk about your baby right now. I, you know, I I need my space and my time and making myself feel less like an outsider. I think it was myself that pulled myself away and feeling stronger about my own journey is what help is, is currently helping me reconnect with other people again. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely understand that. And I like that point that you made about it being okay to be angry, um, you know, with with, what what has transpired for your life and as far as the journey that you have to take to parenthood and it being more difficult than the the average couple or other couples, I should say. Um, So I can only imagine what you went through watching your friends becoming pregnant. And, you know, so how did you deal with baby showers? Did you not go at all? We, um, we always went, I, uh, a lot of the family baby showers that we have here, um, the, the husbands and wives go. And I think that made it easier for me having my husband there because he, like I said, is just strong and positive. And I just had to keep reminding myself that even though this may not happen in a timely manner, it may not happen the way that I want or in the traditional way, but we will be parents eventually. Yeah. yeah. And so even though it stings now, I, you know, one, one day I'll be celebrating this way yeah. and I may have a friend or a family member experiencing the same. And I, I just want to mingle the things back together. I don't want, it's so easy f- for an infertile person to feel like they're on the outside and it shouldn't. Yeah. 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 It definitely is isolating. Um, I didn't, I didn't tell anyone for (laughs) a couple years as far as friends are concerned. My mom, my dad knew, and I told my aunt because she had been through it and they just decided not to move forward with treatment and they didn't have any kids. So, but she has a lot of godchildren and stuff and nieces and nephews. So they made up for it in another way, which is, um, it's difficult to come to terms with, but it's, it's, you know, this journey is a process just like anything else that we go through in life. And so what would you say has been one of your greatest lessons this far in your journey? I think, in an overall, just being able to be okay with the way things are. Mm-hmm. I am a very organized person. I'm meticulous and infertility is the opposite. Yeah, uh, There is no planning. There is no rhyme or reason and everything happens almost on a day to day. And I think that has forced me to become a more calm person mm-hmm. um, to just be okay with this is our life right now. And it may be difficult to accept that things aren't going to go our way. Maybe they will. Yeah. But 
just knowing that at the end, it, we are okay. There's yeah. always more options. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, that's, um, <laughs> and, and you know what? Some, it's so funny because, you know, when you're going through it, you don't want to think about having to choose a different path as far as maybe surrogacy, depending on your, someone's diagnosis or adoption and stuff. But when you really want something and it's in your heart to do it, it's amazing what you will go through to get there. And um, I can th- I think that's one of the other lessons in infertility too is, you know, um, it, it opens us up and it opens our eyes to a much broader view of things. And, and um, yeah, that, that's kind of deep. That's pretty powerful there. So if you were standing face to face with infertility, uh, what would you say to infertility? I think that I would just... I would say that they're, it's, it's not going to win. And that's the most powerful statement that I keep reminding myself is that this will not win. Yeah. No matter what we have to do or how we have to grow to adapt to this, it won't win. And even though you tried to take our spontaneity, you changed our lives, you took all of our money... <laughs> You, you won't win because when you're strong and you love each other and you are willing to move through these things, you're never going to lose, especially not to something like this that is, it, it just affects who it affects and there's, there's no way around it. Yeah. Just through it. Yeah, yeah. I I thank you for sharing that. That is um <laughs> that's a powerful statement. And um wow. Wow. And I, I is there anything else that you would like to add for someone going through the journey and has just begun? I think that what I wish I had known and when we started our journey, I didn't know anyone. I read a lot of things, but I There was no person that I had ever met experiencing this. And I think what I would tell them is to ask the questions. Ask all the questions. And if the doctors don't know, then find different doctors. We spent a year of our lives and money and time working towards something that we shouldn't have been. Inevitably, none of it worked. We've been through different reproductive doctors who we didn't like, who gave us very poor prognosis and we didn't like it. So we moved on. And I think for me, especially, it would have been very easy to stop at each one of those roadblocks and say, well, it's just not in the cards. We, we can't go forward. And thankfully my husband kept saying, why well, I, I don't think they're right. And I'm scheduled for tubal surgery tomorrow and we have a new hope. Yeah. And I think that's it. Just ask the questions, do the research, almost never take anyone's first answer as the correct one. Yep. Because yes. Our lives would be different had we stopped uh, the million other times that someone told us to. Yeah, but you know what? You learn so much 
So I, I don't think it's in vain. You know, we sometimes we feel like certain things are in vain, but I don't think it's in vain because you learned a lot, um, you know, during, during that process. And another good point that you made was, could, you know, always advocating for yourself and being knowledgeable about your condition so that you are well-informed before you go. And so, Amy, I appreciate you coming on today. I don't want to hold you any longer. Um, you know, I know you're very, very busy and you have your surgery to prepare for and everything. So I got my fingers crossed for you that everything goes okay and um, that you come out much stronger and feeling much better moving forward. And I'm going to ask if you could come back with an update um, in the future, if you'd like, if you have time. I appreciate that as well. And I thank you again for coming on and uh, sharing with us your journey and um, and giving encouragement to those who are just, you know, may just be starting out and such. And so I wanted to tell our listeners um, about your IG. Would you mind me sharing your IG information? Yeah, absolutely. And we also have our um, a GoFundMe page that's linked to our um, our Insta, I think. Yes, I think it is on there. I saw it on yeah, there perfect. last week. Yep, I think I do remember seeing it on there. And um, tell your tell our listeners, please, if you could, your um, IG handle so they can follow you and connect with you on your journey. Yeah, it's um, infertility journey to baby C. All righty, and you can always follow infertility and me to connect as well at infertility and me underscore Facebook infertility and me in the number. To thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.